Thank you so much. I know most of us was last year last in the church, no? And um, I can brag, I got these in December. <laughs> it's good to be with you. What a beautiful evening. And um, I really hope that you will be blessed by the word. And um, when Pastor George phoned me and he shared with me what he's, what he's um, sharing on New Year's, I just resonated with him. I said to him, it's, you know, the Holy Spirit is so faithful. Um, when I announced the theme in my, in my congregation, I said to them, the, the theme for 2023 is stop some. Come, walk with us, walk with us. And then um, I saw the video when he, when he preached on, um, on Saturday. And he said, this is our theme, the mission through. And his theme last, was, last weekend was, do not get weary. Do not, do not get weary. And I think I want to start this sermon with a song. And this song is the title of my sermon tonight. But as you listen to the song, you're welcome to worship with. But I want you to do something. Please, if you commit to this church, at least for this year, I want you to take your phone and WhatsApp Pastor George, wherever he's on holiday, and say for him, I'm with you. You walk in front. Mission through. I'm with you. I've got your back. Imagine what he's going to experience now. How many? About 20 SMS and WhatsApps. Okay. All right. Get it ready. While you listen to this song, and then when you've done sending him the message, say, I've got your back. I'm with you. Then um, you're welcome if you want to worship with this song. But just take it in. This is the title of the sermon tonight. Do you believe that? Do you trust God to work it out? Whatever troubles you, whatever worries you, whatever you, you are um, facing in the, what, 51 weeks left, God will work it out. We trust Him. You know, when trust meets worship, it's a magical place. When we do the offering and tithing, a lot of people struggle with that because they're willing to worship, but they're not there to trust God. And then they'll take offense. And they'll come with statements that church just wants money or whatever. But that symbolizes your trust. I trust God to work it out. One thing I've found is that God will work it out. Now I want you to, to read with me, if you can, at uh, James chapter 4, verse 1 to 10. It's quite a, quite a heavy, long scripture. I tried to squeeze it all in in one um, slide. But I'll read it to you. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't let the, they come from evil desires at war within you. You know, like if you want to ride a Harley. 
You want what you don't have. So you scheme and, and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, like a Harley. But you can't get it, maybe. So you fight and you wage war to take it away from others, from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what you, what, um, you, want only what will give you pleasure. You adulterers. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you enemies of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate. That the spirit has placed within us uh, should be, uh, the spirit that is placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. What a harsh scripture. Aina. You know, when I speak to people, and, and I, I spoke with a pastor that um, over, over December we came, you know, everybody comes to Cape Town and visit you, especially if you've got an extra bedroom. Um, and one of my dear friends came down and he, and he said, how's the ministry treating you? I said, man, I'm in Cape Town. This is heaven. And he says, oh. He says, you know what? What really catches me in ministry, he says, is that I'm, I'm working with, with families and with people that goes through deep troubles. I'm working with people that, that, that has trauma. I'm, I'm sitting with them and I'm praying with them and I'm, I'm, I'm connected, he says, through COVID. There, there were times that he would park outside the house because he knew that the people inside were, were um, affected. And he would pray, that, ask them, open your window so that you can hear me praying from the sidewalk. And he would pray over their households. He says, I went through difficult times with people. And then they leave the church because of petty nonsense. And I'll ask them, why? Why, why did you, oh no, we just don't feel um, welcome anymore. Really? Make yourself at home. This is your place of worship. Make others feel welcome. But something that we discussed and we realized is that Aina people make other people Aina. And that's what a church is all about, is to get Aina people together and say, God will work it out. Come, come, just as you are. And we, we, we bring peace for the trouble hearted. We, pre we preach hope. 
We preach encouragement so that people can say, wow, my hope is in the Lord. He's my, he's my strong, uh, my he's the one I'm running to in these troubles, not the bank. I put my trust in him. And I thought I want to share with you something tonight. If, you, if you'll allow me to just encourage you. I think it's a fantastic sequel on do not get weary because God will work it out. It complements everything that Pastor George said on New Year's Eve. To say, listen, according to the scriptures, and I like it, she says it in the song, I've come too far to turn around now. I'm not, st- I'm not stopping. This is, this is the time. And, and if I can be an end-time preacher, I will. Because I believe time is running out. People that's not in line with the word need to step up. They need to step into the space where they can say, Lord, work it out for me. My hope is in you. And, and everything that the word promises is in you. I'm, I'm focusing on you. Mission through. That's it. So, I want you to, to come with me and have a look at some biblical heroes. And see what God has done for them. Let's, let's have a look at Noah. Um, you know when God told Noah, go build me a boat. They didn't have rain. They didn't understand the rain. There was no rain before the time of Noah. It was an unfamiliar concept. What? Lord? A, a, a boat? To go where? So when God gave him a plan, it wasn't easy. It wasn't something that he understood or had a perception of. It wasn't easy. Abraham. If we look at Abraham. Not that one though. That one. God did, not, God did not give him a promise that was careless. But human, humanly impossible. But it wasn't careless. God knew he's a hundred plus. And his wife. He knew that they'll put him somewhere and they'll only remember about him when he starts to cry. But God had a plan. When you look at Gideon, God did not give him a purpose that was safe. He was hiding, scared. And God said to him, I'm going to use you in the front line. I'm going to use you to step up. Because God will take care. Oh God, he will work it out. If he, if he called you by your name and you answered and say, here I am, he has a plan for you and he'll work it out. You see, when we look at Joseph, God did not, did not, did not give him a dream that was short-sighted. I think if we go through the scriptures, 
It took him about 12 years to get out of jail. Chitz, will you still trust God after 12 years for the dream or the prophecy that was spoken over your life? Do not get weary. When we look at Moses, it's a nice one. I thought, I thought it's a cute picture. God did not give him a position that was trouble-free. Oh, he had to get his advisors. He had to get his father-in-law say, how do I work with these people? I mean, imagine God telling him, I'm, I regret making these humans. And then Moses said, but Lord, I trust you to work it out. I trust you to see it through. For you are true to your promises. And the next one, I couldn't get a nice picture of Daniel. So I got this. It should say the lines then, I know. But God did not give him favor that was undisciplined. Please listen to this. There was favor for Daniel, but he had to be disciplined. And the last one I thought of was Job. A good Job. God did not give him trials that was unnecessary. He lost everything. But the testimony, the victory, when he went through all those trials, he said, God, I trust you to work it out. You work it out, Lord. I don't have answers. I don't know what tomorrow brings, but you work it out. Now, I know you definitely live in the same type of reality I am. Um, the reality where we have a president called Ramaphosa, ne? and the economy we work with is the currency is rand. Am I correct? Are we in the same reality? Okay, cool. So I'm pretty sure each one of us are sitting with different challenges. And if I if I can get you to this place where you where you think, um, how am I? Approaching Yaniwari. How am I doing this reality? I'm not in heaven yet. Although I'm in Cape Town, I'm in Canaan. But, but I'm not in heaven yet. I'm not trouble free. And it's nice to worship and say, Lord, you work it out. It's, it's awesome to, to raise my hand and say, Lord, I believe you are in control. And then we use this scripture, this next scripture that says, um, Be still and know that He is God. Oh, I love this verse. Be still and know I am God. And this scripture was 
stirring in my heart this last couple of weeks. I was just saying, Lord, how do I interpret the scripture? You see, because what we tend to do is we, we, we translate it to be passive and know that God will be active. But tonight I'm going to try and, and encourage you to, to understand that that is not the truth. And I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures and I want to take you on this, just this mind shift. If I say be still and know that He is God, that, that He is Lord, that He is the creator of heaven and earth. He is the solution to each and every trouble, any problem. He is God. So if I can say, Lord, I will be still. And I'll allow your spirit to impart in my spirit. Why? Because the next scripture that I've got here for you is, His thoughts are nothing like my thoughts. His thoughts are much higher. And His ways is far beyond my ways. He knows what is in my future. He knows what is in my past. He knows what is happening in the next couple of moments. He knows. He's there. His time is in His hand. So if His thoughts are so much greater than my thoughts, then my troubles must be petty. And the solution must be so easy if God is in control. And the next scripture says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you. So you're not heading to a disaster if you can be still and know that God is in control. He knows His plans that He has for you. He knows. So now let's do the next scripture. Galatians 2 verse 20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So be still, Quibus. Be still. And allow God to download His plans. Because the spirit that's in me is the same spirit that raised Him from the dead. And that's why I can take the next scripture that says, In Him I live and move and have my being. I think I have it there. No, I don't. I remember now. In Him I live. It's Acts chapter 17. Verse 20. Oh, I have it. Just check there. Verse. Is it not there? Okay. 17 verse 27 and 28. In Him I live and have my being. So if I can move you from a place to say, you know what? Because what we do is we just want to silence this troubled minds, this worries. And then we say, be still and know that God is good. Be still and know that He is God. He is God. He is God. I'll worship Him and I'll be still and I'll know that He is God. God, you work it out. You work it out, Lord. I'll be passive. I'll just... You know, I know you give it to your anointed in their sleep, so I'll just go sleep a bit. But tonight, I want, to, I want you to just get to a place where you can allow him 
to reveal His plans for you. Allow His Spirit to open up your mind. Whatever the challenge, whatever it is that, that you're facing. You know, we, we, all, we do the same thing when we pray for the sick. Because we've seen it before. We think it's, that's the way it is. I've seen people getting healed like this in a moment. I've seen broken bones getting mend like this. My daughter was one of them. It's amazing. But then sometimes I sit down with people and I pray and there's no healing. And then we want to make excuses on God's behalf. Oh, um, maybe it's not God's will. Ach, man. Maybe we just need to be still and allow God to reveal His plan. Because God will work it out. Because in the same sense that I'm loving this world, I'm so much looking forward to the life here after. Philippians 1.21 For me to live is Christ, but death is gain. And Lord, I trust you, your plan. Now this is what happened to me when I started praying about this and I, I started um, working through this. There was, I had this prayer request. I was walking... Um, we, we did um, neighborhood watch there where we stay and I took the graveyard shift every night so <sighs> two to four was mine but it's quiet then and it's nice and I'm walking around and I can pray and just say Lord here I am and I started I said Lord you know what I really need if, if you can just help me I just need 5,000 rand just 5,000, this is what I need to buy. And I can work it out to the cent. I'll be accountable. You can trust me. I'll even tithe on that. You know, I had this whole more request. And the Holy Spirit started stirring. He says, why not put a, a zero with that? I said, oh Lord, 50,000. <gasps> oh, yes, please. <laughs> That was before I read the scripture in James chapter 4. Please, I did repent afterwards. But I said, Lord, 50,000. I know what I can do with 50,000. And again, quick. I had a budget drawn up in my mind exactly where I'm going to spend it, what I'll do, what I'll pay. And again, the Holy Spirit prompted me and said, okay, why not add another zero? I said, oh, this is a lot though. 500,000. But again, immediately I had my, all my lists of things that I can do, what I can pay. I'll be debt free. Oh. And again, add another zero. I said, five million. I'll buy a house. And again, 50 million. Mm, I'll buy more houses. Five hundred million. I said, Lord, I'm out of my debt. I have no idea. I'll ask my good friend, Carl. He's my financial advisor. He's the best man in the industry if you want to know a good one. I'll ask him. I'll phone him. I'll say, help me. How do I spend 500,000? I mean, 500 million. I'll get wise people around me and the Spirit says exactly. Allow my wisdom to impart into you. 
so that I can empower you to make the right decisions and take the correct actions with even the smallest things. Allow me to guide you and give my wisdom to you so that you will be prepared when the big decisions come your way. Oh, I'm exercising this. Whenever there's a decision to be made, I just get quiet for a moment. I said, Lord, you are God over the mountains and the oceans. But you even care for the ants. It's amazing. And I see his hand in the smallest things. In everything. I see him move in everything. I got myself a little aquarium tank. Um, I think it was in June. A little 40 liter tank. And now I'm, now I'm a, a aqua, aquarium fundi. Ha <laughs> ha. My first 20 fishes died overnight. And I've learned so much about pH and dechlorinator and debactrify and nitro and what Allah And I said, Lord, how do you get it right to, to balance oceans? I need to do a water change every week. Lord, how do you balance rivers and oceans and dams? It's amazing. Your thoughts are so much higher than mine. You're so great. He's amazing. And I realize that if God calls you and he says he wants to lead you, you know that he will lead the way. Allow him to lead the way. You know that if God speaks to you, he will give you detail, not just the big picture. Many times there's this vision. We see this idea. Oh, there we go. He will be specific along the way. I started a company in 2020, Relationship Care, and I believe this is my speciality ministry is to, to um, help couples. My great goal in, is, is to influence a million marriages in my lifetime. And uh, I remember when I started in 2020, again, Carl was one of my advisors from the beginning. This, it felt like a mountain. It felt like, whoo, this is big. This is huge. And I started pursuing this in 2020, end of 2020 and 2021 big dreams i did the business plan i had all these ideas what i'm going to do how i'm going to do it and i remember one day i was driving headed marriage in tukai and i, I the, the 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 register or the forms that the couple fills out they give me the the address and i knocked on the door and there's no answer and i thought Ugh, you know i don't know that that kind of cape town at all and um 
And I phoned the oak and I said, listen, I'm here at your place. He said, where? I read him the address. He says, oh no, that's my house. But we're getting married at my father-in-law's house. It's easy and he gives me the address. And it is not in Tokai. It's, I think, somewhere in Constantia. It's up there to Meisenberg um, side. What is that side? Up there. And I write down this address, and I'm like, awesome, I've got it. And just as I put it into ways, my phone dies. I said, Lord, you work it out. And I started driving, and I remember the panic. And I said, Lord, I don't know if I'm going in the right direction. I'm actually lost here. I am in trouble. The bride can be, can be late because I'm going to be lost. And I drive. There were, there were times that I wanted to stop a traffic officer or two and say, please, I don't know where I'm going. But then the light goes green and I just proceed. And I go and I drive. And I'm looking at the, the, all the, the street names. And I found myself parking right in front of the gate. This is where we are. And clearly, I felt the Holy Spirit in my spirit say, and so I will lead you with relationship care. I said, Lord, this business will glorify you. And I can testify, it's two years later, I'm much farther than what I've ever imagined in my wildest dreams. Last year, I've done roughly 120 weddings. I'm amazed at what God is doing. We, it's, it's growing in momentum and in, in so much more. There's a possibility that I might buy a property and have my own little wedding venue. I'm trusting God. Because God will work it out. You see, when God calls you to, to say that I need you to do something, oh, He'll call you by your name. And you'll know that He's speaking to you. And there's no running away. Because we are in Him. And He in us. And we are true to the mission. And that's my sermon for tonight. Is that you will realize that God will work it out. And you allow Him. Allow Him to be present. Allow Him to make that importation in your spirit. I'm done. I just need to demonstrate something. I just think I need to, to show you something that, that maybe is going to make it more clear for you. Did you know that we are mind, body, and soul? No? What, what separates us from our cats and dogs? 
spirit. I've never seen a bunch of kudus getting together for a prayer meeting. Ne? Imagine a couple of dogs escaping at 3 o'clock in the morning just to gather for some prayer. No, they don't. They do other things. So if we look at someone, and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this beautiful globe. This is body. So when you look at this, you can see it's a light bulb. When you meet someone, you can see it's a man or a woman. You can see age, roughly. That's body. Easy. You can define it. Say, this is a globe. When you switch it on, I don't know if I can switch it on. Can I switch it on? You know. Ta-da! This personality. That's soul. And you're like, oh, I like this person. I can be friends with this person. Look at that. He's got a nice vibe. He's got a nice smile. And all of a sudden, the body doesn't matter as much because you kind of get to know the person. Hey, you're looking sharp, man. You drive a Harley, ne? And the more you get to know this person, you kind of pick up what is the spirit. What is the feed that powers this person? What makes this person smile? What is this person's interests? What is his passions? Because that's the spirit flowing through him and out of him. And that gives this being a purpose. And this is what I'm trying to, to bring over to you tonight. Allow the Holy Spirit to impart into your personality, to change your being. I don't know what you struggle with. Maybe you're struggling with addiction. And you don't know how to get rid of smoking or drinking or porn or gambling. You don't know. Because you're stuck in your body. Allow the Spirit to come through you and transform your body. Allow the Spirit to influence your personality. If you're negative from nature, my, ah, I'm like a Thomas, you know, I'm always realistic. No, you're just pessimistic. Put your hands in the side of Jesus and say, Holy Spirit, transform me to be a person with hope, to be a person that can empower and encourage and motivate. God, you work it out through your Holy Spirit. Transform us, renew us, like Pastor George said last weekend. Be renewed. In your mind. Be transformed from day to day. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Thank you very much.